If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Obviously, the biggest news this week is that Nintendo sold an absolute boatload of Nintendo Switch consoles. It's not a huge surprise. They're over 80 million at this point. They're on pace to easily hit 100 million by the end of the year. The Nintendo Switch is very, very impressive and is selling incredibly quickly. I think it's going to be Nintendo's biggest console of all time. Maybe the biggest console of all time. We'll see. Only time will tell. But it's selling really well. And I've told this story a million times, it seems like. So I don't know that I have anything new to say about Nintendo selling a whole bunch of Nintendo Switches other than awesome. Nice job, Nintendo. Then Nintendo announced uh, Game Builder Garage, which is very, very cool. If you have had access to Nintendo Labo, then this seems pretty familiar. It almost feels like the programming side of Labo uh, that they made, but with all of the cardboard necessities gone. Now, of course, there's people who have talked about the demise of Labo because Nintendo has taken it off their website, but Nintendo said, rest assured, you'll still be able to buy Labo. Uh, But Game Builder Garage feels like uh, it's been lifted right out of Labo and given to everybody who doesn't want to have a bunch of cardboard stuff in their house to deal with, which I think is really cool. Uh, It is essentially a game building game. So you boot it up. There's lesson mode. There's free programming mode. You can exchange your games with other people. I think it looks really cool. Uh, Anytime that somebody can make programming less uh, intimidating to people, I always think that that's a good idea because programming is a skill, it's a problem-solving skill that I think a lot of people should have. The main topic that I want to talk about today is Metopia. Metopia, uh, I just got done playing the demo for, I don't know, I think probably an hour. And it is really really surprising to me how fun that game is like if you just watch the uh the the trailer that nintendo put out and you uh dismiss it out of hand because it's too kitty or too cutesy or however you want to say it and trust me i'm guilty of the same exact thing i looked at metopia and i said well that looks stupid i'm really not interested in that but i ended up downloading the demo which is available now Uh, I'll try and remember to put a link in the description down below uh, to take you to it. Uh, But the game comes out on May 21st. And I booted it up and I made my my me. And then I started uh, exploring the game. The, The story of the game is that there's like this evil uh, villain who is stealing the faces 
off of all of the people in Metopia. And they then take the, he takes those faces and then puts those faces onto monsters. So then you as the hero and your party have to fight the monsters. Once you defeat a monster, the face comes off of the monster and then flies back to its rightful owner, giving that person their face back. Um, it's an RPG and it's a turn-based JRPG style game. It's, you know what it is? It's funny. It is an incredibly funny game. Um, my like right now, my party consists of uh, a me of me. That's an M I I of M E. <laughs> that makes sense. And uh, Lonk. Everybody knows who Lonk is. And Bob Ross. Uh, I play as a, a thief. Lonk is a knight, and Bob Ross is a cleric. You can also have. I think you can have up to four people in your party. Um, and the other classes are like, you can be a wizard and I might be getting the names wrong, but you can be a wizard. You can be a pop star for some reason, and you can be a cook as well. Um, obviously the cleric focuses on healing. The knight focuses on damage. The thief can put out like booby traps so that when, you know, somebody attacks him, he gets to do a counterattack. Uh, the combat is fairly simple. You basically will choose from a menu what you want to do. And like right now, my uh, you you only really 100% uh, control your character. The other characters in your party, they just do their own thing, which is fine. Um, it's very, very laid back. It's an extremely relaxing game. But it's also just very funny watching these characters interact. Like you get to pick the people who are in the town. And I had uh, people like um, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Um, I had Ganondorf was playing this little child who was running around and causing problems, which was hilarious. Uh, I ended up uh, picking some people later on, like Jack Black is in my game. And I can definitely see how everybody can personalize this. Oh, yeah, the big bad for me. You even get to pick the face for the big bad guy. And I picked, uh, somebody had made a me of the Terminator. So I chose the Terminator, and so I'm fighting the Terminator, although he's got, like, this thick black hair uh, coming off the sides of his face. It's really adorable, and uh, it's strangely compelling at the same time. Uh, like I said, the combat, very, very simple. You can, in the middle of combat, during anybody's turn, press the X button and bring up a menu... And then you have what uh, are essentially like a, a health potion. I, they call them healing shakes or HP shakes or something. And it has 20 of them. And uh, you can just put it over somebody and shake it and give them back some health, some health points. But, you know, when you run out, you run out and then you don't have any of those anymore. You can also use healing spells from like your cleric or I assume the cook will also be able to uh, heal you in some way as well. Or maybe the... Maybe the pop star will be able to sing a song and boost the party like a bard would. Overall, the game's awesome. Uh, really very impressed with it. That's the combat side of the game. The other part of the game is like a relationship manager. So uh, each time that you travel from point A to point B, when you get to point B, there is an in there. 
So you can go into the inn and you have a few different options for things you can do. You can exchange tickets to play uh, games like a spin the wheel game in order to win prizes. You can play rock, paper, scissors uh, against a computer that has a giant mechanical hand that comes out of his head. Um, you can uh, buy items, but they it's very restrictive. Um, instead of like going to a shop and saying, I would like to buy a sword. Oh, there's a sword. You select the character who is going to spend some money and then they will tell you, well, this is the item that I want. Like Link is, is always asking me for new uniforms for his... Uh, you know, for his armor. And so like, he'll be like, I want a bee suit. And you decide whether or not you want to buy that item or not. So, you know, I just ended up buying a bee suit for Link. I have a toy sword for my character and Bob Ross just got some new vestments for his clericking duties. Then you have the part where you can earn these things called outing passes and you can choose two characters to go out to like a cafe or whatever. And um, they, like it's all animated and has funny little jokes in it. And so the two characters will go off to the cafe and just have some some time hanging out with a friend. And they fill up a little heart. And as the heart fills up, their relationship gets better, which means that they end up performing better in combat than they otherwise would. And because you have a bunch of different characters, I assume you have four characters that you can have in your party, but I assume you can also have a bunch of other characters as well. So I assume that there becomes like a big management thing where you want to make sure that these two people are working together to bring up their relationship so that when you put them in the party together, they're going to either do more damage or heal more often or, you know, block more often or however that's going to work. In order to manage that, uh, when you get to the inn, you take two characters, you put them in an in an inn room together. Uh, the more time that they spend together, the faster that heart fills up. Uh, so we've got the buying stuff. We've got the the uh, the the games of like the the games of chance. Uh, we've got the outings. You can also feed your characters food. And the food is stuff that you get while you're out and about. So you're out on an adventure. You get like some goblin ham or some uh, honey from a beehive or something. And different characters like different kinds of food. So you want to make sure that you feed the character the food that they enjoy and avoid feeding characters the food that they don't like. Because when you give them the food, it will boost their stats. And you want to do this each time that you hit an in is you want to eat. Uh, so that'll boost their stats, but if they really like the food, you get a much bigger boost from it. And if they don't like the food at all, then you're not going to get much of a boost from it. Uh, so uh, honestly, I'm not sure if this is the right move or not, but if I have uh, food and none of my characters like it, it I, I find that I just don't give it to them rather than feed them and have them dislike it because I feel like that's a waste and I'm just going to hold on to that food because maybe down the road I'll get another person in my party and that person in my party will then like that particular food. I'm not sure if that's how it's going to work. Like I said, I've only played the demo for about an hour, but overall I am very, very impressed with it. Uh, my wife walked in while I was playing it and she just sat there and watched me playing it and we laughed a bunch of times 
while we were watching this as the characters say goofy things to each other or their facial expressions are very very funny and i'm sure that i'm showing you some footage while i'm talking about this if you're watching over on the youtube channel but overall metopia on the nintendo switch is very impressive it's hilarious and i might end up picking it up i'm not a hundred percent sold not because i don't think it's good but just because i've got so many games to play and i don't want to buy a game and then not play it because that just seems like a waste it's uh 50 bucks and it comes out on the 21st i think that this is definitely kind of a winner and i'm very pleasantly surprised by that yeah i've got one more thing that i want to talk about before we get out of here back in 2017 Nintendo launched the Nintendo Switch in March. Uh, E3 that year was the first time that Nintendo had brought the Nintendo Switch to a, a big conference like that. And it was a big hit. It was wall-to-wall Zelda. And a lot of people were pretty excited, myself included. At the same time, Nintendo had, like I said, they just announced, they just launched the Nintendo Switch. Then they were also launching Metroid uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS. At, at this point, Nintendo, of course, hands are tied. If they don't say, hey, we're also making a Metroid game for the Switch, then, you know, people are going to get out their pitchforks and torches. So they said Metroid Prime 4 is coming. Of course, we all know it's been delayed. Nintendo wasn't happy with the way things were going, so they scrapped everything that they had. They rehired Retro Studios to do what they do best, make Metroid Prime games. And I'm fine waiting for that game to come out. It seems like it's going to be a really long time before we get our hands on it. A lot of people, myself included, have been really hoping, since we know that Metroid Prime 4 is a long way off, it would be really amazing if we got Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Nintendo Switch. Give us a reason to jump back in and replay all of those games again and give Nintendo a fistful of cash. Well, it seems like it's not going to be happening. Um, Michael Wicken, uh, he, I guess he worked at uh, Retro Studios on all three of those games, by the way. He was uh, asked on Facebook if we would, if it is likely for us to see a port of the Metroid Prime Trilogy onto the Nintendo Switch, and he had some bad news for us. All right, here's exactly what he said. That would take a lot of effort. So I am pretty skeptical it will happen. It was straightforward to update Metroid Prime 1 and 2 to motion controls, but converting Metroid Prime 3 to normal controls would be a Herculean effort. As it is scripted, very specifically using volumetric triggers to detect the motion in precise manners to do specific switches and the bosses are tuned to take into account the ease of gestural aiming. Now, you know, he says that, but you also have to keep in mind that the Nintendo Switch does have motion controls. And some would say that they're better than the original Wii. Like, you look at the original Wii, and while it did have pretty decent motion controls, uh, they ended up having a little add-on pack that went onto the bottom of your Wii remote, 
which improved it a lot. And I would I would say that the motion controls of the Switch are better than the Wii Remote from the original one. So possibly it could still happen. However, Wiccan, the, the guy that we're just talking about, he says he doesn't think that those would work well enough for the Metroid Prime games. So maybe I'm just flat out wrong about it. Um, he also says everything would have to be brute forced into making that game work on the Switch. So it seems like it's a, the kind of game that was made for its time, for its place, and we're probably never going to get it again, which, ah, that's a sad, sad thing. But maybe he's wrong. You never know. If If you had told me four years ago that Nintendo was going to sell 80 million units of their console in just four years, I would have said, well, that's crazy talk. There's no way that that's happening. But yet, here we are. All right, that's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. If you enjoyed it, make sure that you click on the buttons down below if you're watching over on my YouTube channel. If you are listening to the podcast, head on over to nerdnest.tv and subscribe. It doesn't cost a thing. And if you're watching this on YouTube, check out the podcast version. You can take the audio with you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.